Your side. More highlight real heroics for Caitlin Clark last night, hitting a long three-pointer at the buzzer to help Iowa beat Michigan State. The Hawkeyes visit Rutgers on Friday night. Tonight, the Iowa State women face Kansas in their first home game of the Big 12 schedule. The UNI men's team is at Missouri State. Rory McIlroy says he was too judgmental of the players who joined the Live Tour, says he's come to accept the league is now a part of the sport. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Now we're number two, Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Busy hour ahead. Bill Seals coming up in about 10 minutes. Then we'll head to Chicago, get David Kaplan, uh, the latest from Caps and Cheering Stone of Iowa sponsors that. But Mitch Holtis joins the program as we kick off our number two. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, Happy New Year. How are you, Mitch Holtis? Well, Happy New Year to you guys as well. And say hi to Cap for me. He's always uh, he's always got something lively uh, going on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, interesting week here. Uh, a good uh, week uh, to wrap, wrap up an eight straight AFC West title. Uh, ninth straight playoff appearance. Both that's you know those are historic marks, uh, and then uh, getting ready for this week eighteen and see who we'll have in the wild card, and see who's going to take the field in week number eighteen. Has Andy yeah. Reid alluded to what he's going to do? Especially, I mean, obviously the first guy that comes to mind is Patrick Mahomes, and they are going to play in the wild card weekend as opposed to previous years where they've had the week off. What uh, what do you think Coach Reid's going to do with some of his starters? Well, we have three. This will be the fourth time in Coach Reed's 11-year tenure here in Kansas City where uh, the Chiefs have faced this circumstance, meaning they can't move the needle uh, in the playoffs. And each time he has rested starters. Now, let's just go into a little bit how complicated this is. This is not a preseason game where there's 90 guys. You still only have a 53-man roster. You can only elevate two off the practice squad. And then six have to be inactive. You still have to follow those rules. Now, the inactive players, uh, if they're not injured, will be starter guys, you know, and then, but you're going to have to suit up some guys that would normally start uh, in the playoff game that may not play at all or a lot. It's, it's complicated. And so this takes a lot of discussion. Personnel department, coaches, you got to figure out to have enough guys. The times they've done this in the past, they have played a game somewhere between 35 and 39 guys for everything. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, Colfax Mingo will play more guys than that in a game. So it's tricky. But his, he usually will rest the guys, and I would anticipate he would do the same. George Karloftis had another great performance against Cincinnati as he continues to pile up the numbers. Uh, just a, a guy that... You wonder how it was going to translate. An outstanding player at Purdue, you know, if the quick twitch was going to be there. He has built himself into not just a guy that can stuff the run, but also a guy that can get to the quarterback. What you've seen and how he's ascended to another level here in 2023-24. I'll give you another one, and this is the sneaky one. These guys, the Chiefs this year are the best team in the NFL at defending the tunnel or the bubble screens. Mm-hmm. And, and they're hard to defend. And part of it is you have to have guys that are willing and able to run at a sprint at 20 yards to fill that inside cut lane. The Chiefs' corners are physical. They cut off the outside. But if you don't fill it in the inside, and sometimes and many times and most of the time, you need a defensive end to do it. 
and that's Carlothis. He's made so many tackles outside the hash mark or at the numbers that he's not given credit for it. But I think the team we just played gives you a great comp with him because you look at a Sam Hubbard or a Trey Hendrickson, and I think that's George Carlothis because they can be highly productive and be a longtime pro. Yeah, that's high praise. Hendrickson's a really nice player, and I'm with you on Carlothis. Really nice. And I was kind of with Trent as well when he was coming out of Purdue. Saw a great college player. How's it going to trans- translate to the NFL? He's been uh, he's been really good. So was Isaiah Pacheco, Mitch. It seems like every mm-hmm. single Sunday or whatever the Chiefs play Thursday, Monday, um, every week that the Pacheco does something. He is so good and runs so hard and does so. Obviously, not the. Uh, not the biggest running back we've seen, but there's just something about that ticker in his chest uh, that makes him the player that he is. And he's powerful. We have seen that. Now, this has been an evolution, Ken, that in, and he just continues to work at it. First of all, he's ready, willing, and able to do that. But we're now seeing him involved in a weapon in the passing game. So with McKinnon out, somebody has got to fill that void of being the running back in the passing game. The angle route for the touchdown was very Austin Eckler-ish of him uh, in the game uh, on Sunday against Cincinnati. But we've also seen him able to run wheel routes and deeper routes where you get mismatches against linebackers. The other big step for him he's taken this year is his vision. We, we, he's always had power and balance in that heart that you alluded to, but the vision has always been kind of hit or miss. The plays the other day, and let me give Kelsey big credit here because nobody will give him credit. Coach Reed told me on Monday night on the show I do with him, it was Kelsey's best blocking performance of his career. Mm. Kelsey makes two key blocks to spring uh, Pacheco for two 30-plus yard runs. But you're a Bronco fan. You saw those great Bronco backs with awesome vision uh, down through the years. Pacheco is gaining that, and he had to have great vision and balance uh, to get those two runs where Kelsey made the block for him. What's more likely? The Chiefs making another Super Bowl and they do it with Patrick Mahomes suddenly turning into the guy that we've seen the last couple of seasons, or Isaiah Pacheco has a coming out party and the ground game is what helped lead them to another Super Bowl? Well, I think it's going to be a different recipe. Yeah. Is that you can't, you can't change who you are just for the playoffs. Now, this team, what they're getting badly needing here, Trent, which leads to part of my answer to you, is they're getting the rest that other teams have had for six consecutive weeks. I know maybe you guys follow me on X slash Twitter or whatever, but I put it out there. I wanted to wait till after a win to have six straight weeks where teams have had between nine and 14 days to prepare for them and to rest. The Chiefs are now getting that. I think that'll help Mahomes physically, mentally, and this whole team. Now, this is going to have to be a team that is going to need Pacheco. They had a little bit of a coming-out party last year in the playoffs. He wasn't busting 140-yard runs, but think about him in the Super Bowl. Think about him in the playoff run. So, to, to me, and I'm going to I'm giving you a wishy-washy answer, it's all of the above. But F would be getting a rest week while any team that they play in the first round, any team of the five potential teams are all involved in knockdown dragouts this weekend. Hmm. Well, Mitch, it's that time of year where a lot of folks are trying to look after themselves. They're getting into the gym. They're watching what they eat. But look, at <laughs> everybody has that cheat day, right? And you'd be I don't think you'd be surprised how many people get and they're just so disappointed Saturday was my cheat night and I went for blank and I got to wait a whole other week let's help them out 
you're Canadian, so you guys do everything in moderation, right? Wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, so, but Papa John's is perfect for the playoffs. And we this weekend now, guys, I'm telling you, those two games on Saturday are gonna they're gonna be claw eyed eyes out game. What about the Sunday night game? It could be the Bills either playing for the two seed or being out completely. If Pittsburgh wins, possibility with the Ravens resting dudes and Jacksonville's desperate to win to get the division title in a four seed, Buffalo could go from the two to out. That's the kind of drama you're gonna have. Now the only way to experience that drama fully is by calling PapaJohns.com. Yes. I know you're dealing with extra pepperoni on the shakaroni. It's just of you conditioning your body to it. So check them out with the Donaldsons. They will have you ready and enhance your playoff experience. <laughs> well done, Mitch Holtis. Thanks for popping on. We appreciate it. Happy New Year, Mitch. Thanks, and Happy New Year to you guys. Good to talk to you. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, as we catch up with Mitch. Uh, and it sounds as though uh, Ian Rappaport reporting, Trent, that mm-hmm. uh, that Patrick Mahomes will indeed not start, not play on uh, Sunday against the Chargers. Who else? Any does? It, what do they do with Pacheco? What do they do with Kelsey? So Rice uh, is really coming on. Have you seen anything? Yeah, more? I saw a little bit uh, earlier from Adam Teicher. He said uh, of amongst obviously. Mahomes not playing. Chris Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, and uh, Snead did not practice today. And Teicher continued on his tweet, not sure they would play on Sunday anyway. So it's a pretty big contingent there. And Mitch talked about it, just the number crunch here. This is so different than really any other sport, right? Just the inability to bring up a bunch of guys off the practice squad, do something like that. Still got to find a way. There's going to be guys playing special teams and playing a whole lot of defensive and offensive snaps. Going to be a different look for Kansas City coming up this week. That's for sure. Let's go from the Chiefs to the Cyclones. Bill Seals covers them. CycloneReport.com. Bill, Trent, and Ken, Happy New Year to you. We'll get to basketball in a second. You were in Memphis watching Iowa State and Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. Rocco backed another outstanding season. When you... Um, when you look back at the totality of his year, you know, going back into May when when it when it hit the fan with the gambling scandal and Deckers was going to be the guy, although I'm not sure he would have been the guy at the end of it because Beck had to be showing uh, the coaching staff uh, that he's ready for the opportunity, and it certainly came to him in week number one. And he took full advantage of it. How would you? When you're when you're recapping Rocco Beck's season, what would be a, a lead or two of your uh, of the paragraphs that you would write? I think just the word steady is, is probably the best word that, that I could describe him with because the season was such a roller coaster ride, especially early on when, you know, after that Ohio game, they were one and two and you just didn't know which way the team was headed. But I think just what they got in Rocco was just consistency, which really was amazing out of a redshirt freshman. And as you mentioned, Kenny, they go into the off season and, they didn't even know he didn't he didn't even know he was going to be the guy and then to come out and and play the way that he did and so much youth really all around him and a, a you know a, a replacement for Xavier Hutchinson Jaden Higgins he comes in and, and get, he approaches a thousand yards and just uh, I think a great job out of Rocco and in, in kind of commandeering that offense and then you saw the defense you know it certainly had its ups and downs. Uh, they had a lot of injuries in the secondary that I think kind of dictated the, the way that group played at times down the stretch. But uh, seven and six, I think they, they laid a pretty good foundation for what's coming into uh, uh, next season. They've got uh, 
all five now offensive linemen coming back, a wealth of experience now that they gained even on the defensive side of the ball as well. So I think a good foundational uh, year for, for this program moving forward. Looking to certainly augment that roster going into next year, even with all that young talent, and one that I know is creating a little bit of buzz out there from Penn State Christian Driver, his dad Donald Driver, I think a lot of people remember that name, from his Packer days, a Penn State receiver, a four-star kid, NFL bloodlines, and the wide receiver position that's been pretty fruitful throughout the years for Iowa State. What's the latest buzz on Driver? Well, I think that you're getting back into uh, here in the next, I think it's grad transfers that are able to visit Mm. here over the next couple of days. They've got Isaiah Alston from Army that's coming in that's a grad transfer. And then as you get into the, uh, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, there will be some more uh, visits upcoming. I got confirmation on one this morning, uh, Jalen Travis, uh, Princeton transfer, uh, a Minnesota kid is going to be visiting. And then you'll see, I, I think, a couple more uh, come to fruition here over the next week and a half as the staff gets those lined up. It's kind of a crazy period. Uh, you, you, they they come right out of the bowl game, and, and some of the, the staff members have gone on uh, vacation here for the next couple weeks. They didn't really weren't really afforded that opportunity after the regular season when you get into bowl prep. They didn't stuff. take December off? <laughs> no, no. That, you, they, they did have <laughs> some time last year with no bowl game, but uh, this year <laughs> between – closing out that uh, that 2024 class, and then you get right into the bowl prep. So it, it is kind of a crazy uh, period of time here. I think Derek Hoosier, the director of player personnel, certainly earning his pay over the next couple of weeks as they get some of these uh, transfer portal guys in for visits. Yeah, good stuff. And then and there's certainly some opportunities. Dimitri Stanley graduates. Higgins took a massive step forward uh, in the in the bowl game. I think he's going to Xavier Hutchinson. I'm not saying he's going to catch 106 footballs uh, in his senior season, but uh, he certainly looks the part. And they've got, you know, the seemingly set at running back with Sama and with Hanson and some of the other guys coming in. What is the biggest area of need? There's there's clearly a spot for a number two receiver. Seems like they're set at tight end. They're very depth there they're young up front on the defensive side of the football but they showed enough uh, that you're excited about what's coming back likewise at the linebacker spot they lose Gary Vaughn uh, but they've got some young depth behind him Uh, seemingly TJ Tampa and his spot would that be the biggest uh, area of concern on the defensive side of the ball well they've 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 looked at a few defensive backs uh, so far here Kenny I think that you know, they're pretty happy, I think, with probably what the first team's going to look like there with Miles Purchase coming back. He he really graded out exceptional this season, and uh, he's going to be a nice number one guy next year to, to go up against those uh, ex-receivers on the other side. And then you've got uh, John Tez Williams. He, he drew the start in the Liberty Bowl for TJ Tampa, and then you've kind of got some areas that I think that maybe they, they will try a to address behind them uh, safety that that group really took a, a, a hit with injuries this season you saw Malik Verdon he missed the past couple games didn't make it back for the bowl game and but that has also afforded a lot of young guys some some reps too. Uh, Jamison Patton one of those true freshmen that uh, that played a lot Drew Sergis 
played a lot down the stretch or in the scholarship. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, though, really. You, you look at, yeah, they would like to add uh, some some help out of the portal, but also a lot of these guys out of the portal are, are looking at that depth chart right now and that uh, nucleus of guys coming back for Iowa State. And as far as first-team rep, uh, first-team jobs, there really aren't a whole lot of them, and so many of these portal guys want to come in right away and see themselves as a starter. So uh, a sales job, I think, to be done for the staff and, and, and try to get some competition uh, for the spring and, and going into next season. Keep an eye out, CycloneReport.com. Bill's got you covered with all the latest information in the recruiting world. And Malachi Curvey uh, nearing a decision, uh, also a, one of those players that people will probably remember the old man in that one. Jumping over to basketball with you, Bill, and... Non-conference is done. Thank goodness for that, because I, I, got, I want to pose it this way to you, Bill. This team, we've talked a lot about it, just feels so unknown what they are. Is there anything definitive that you feel comfortable saying as we get ready for conference play about this squad or kind of where we've been? i got to see it when they actually play some good teams now. Well, I think this, this team has shown it's going to be a much, much better offensive uh, type of squad top 50 right now uh, uh, for, according to Ken Palm on the uh, adjusted offense uh, rank and I, I, I feel pretty safe and, and this is going to be a team that scores a lot more points even once the competition gets a lot better going into Big 12 play we'll see on the defensive side that they, they've kind of been prone to maybe some lulls I think so far on the defensive end but when you're mm-hmm. playing the level of competition that they have—I mean, that's only human nature that you're going to have boredom. Yeah, thirty or thirty or forty points. But I think you can definitively say this is going to be a much better offensive club going into Big Twelve play. The backcourt—that's uh, made a huge jump up. Uh, not only has Taman Lipsy stepped up his game so much, but uh, Keyshawn Gilbert had the triple double against uh, New Hampshire. On Sunday, that's a, a good sign, I think, going into Big 12 play. And then you get Hassan Ward back as well. He uh, returned for that New Hampshire game, now has a whole other week to kind of get up and, and ready to go by the time they uh, open open conference play at Oklahoma uh, this weekend. You know, you, you mentioned Gilbert. Um, of, of the of the newcomers, Bill, who surprised you the most? Would, uh, Gilbert, I would think, has to be in that discussion. Uh, he's been, he's been really good. Momchilovich got off to a terrific start in his career. Pavletsky took him a while to get going. He certainly had some uh, big moments on the floor. Who did you maybe um, get wrong in your pre-evaluation of where they fit on TJ's roster? Well, I don't. I I think Momchilovich was uh, a highly rated guy coming out of, of high school, but uh, you know, I, I saw him playing a role. But I don't think I necessarily had him as this team's what I think second or third leading scorer. I think uh, third leading scorer now, uh, but uh, got off to that hot start and has played a really big role, played 33 minutes again on on, uh, Sunday against New Hampshire. I thought he was going to play a role, but maybe not to the level that he has uh, this season. Maybe that's one that I got wrong, although he still is, you know, playing a pretty big role for this team. Gilbert uh, was another one. You you wondered about how his role would look if if Iowa State, if they'd try to play big maybe with so many of those posts coming back and, you know, getting some help there. 
you, you just didn't know how he would would look, and and Gilbert has solidified him as a, a big time contributor and and uh, really handling the ball a lot too with uh, Lipsy. He's improved his offensive game so much that you could play him off the ball and and get get some scoring out of him and some outside shooting. Gosh, he was uh, three of five again from deep was Lipsy against New Hampshire on Sunday. So. Uh, these newcomers, though, uh, a big, big shot in the arm for this team. Then Pavelski, as you mentioned, again, played 20 minutes as, uh, on Sunday and is providing a lot of energy uh, for this team off the bench. Final thing for you, we'll get you out on this, Bill. And Hassan Ward, we saw him back out there. Good to see a lot of talk about him this offseason and kind of the jump that he made going into his final year of eligibility with Iowa State. He was a starter before the injury, came off the bench in the game against New Hampshire is that how it's going to remain? Is this something you anticipate maybe they'll tinker with before the Oklahoma game? What's the plan with Ward as a starter? Well, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Ward works his way back into the lineup. He was very efficient on uh, on Sunday. He had, had just 17 minutes, but he scores 10 points and grabs six rebounds. And we've seen that they do like him in, in, a, in a starting role. And then Robert Jones... That's kind of been his M.O. all along is Big Rob Energy and, and Big Rob Energy coming off the bench, mm-hmm. kind of that first guy, that sixth man coming in. And, and I think they like that early on. And it certainly wouldn't surprise me going into Big 12 play if Ward, uh, uh, those 17 minutes maybe turns into a little more like 27, 28 minutes, and, and he does work his way back into a, a first-team role. Uh, certainly not uh, easing their way into Big 12 conference play, that's for certain, with the Oklahoma and Houston uh, right out of the chute. Bill Seals, CycloneReport.com. Bill, what can we look forward to at Cyclone Report here uh, in the next week or so? Well, not only basketball getting into conference play, guys, but uh, the recruiting news. Uh, they they got a lot of that 24, 24 class signed already, but now you, you kind of turn your focus to the transfer portal and Iowa State and in last in the last couple of years has even added a couple out of the high school ranks as well. So it's going to be interesting to see as this thing uh, wraps up in February if they're able to get some more help uh, in time for for next season. I mentioned Jalen Travis; he'll have a visit coming up in another week and a half. So some coverage of that. Isaiah Alston in there today, a wide receiver out of Army. So a recap of his experience. So it's it's all something's always going on, guys. Uh, we're into basketball, but uh, certainly football with the transfer portal and, and visits coming up is uh, going to be more uh, news for you on that side as well. CycloneReport.com's Bill Seal joins us. Bill, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it, Bill. Appreciate it. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year to you as well. We'll take the time out. We'll come back. We'll head to Chicago, catch up with the cap man. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. He's next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on com slash free. 
Putty's Tavern at 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines is now open and under new ownership. Featuring 50 beers on tap with a huge local selection. Tutty's Tavern is the upscale sports bar you've been looking for. With great steaks, lobster tails, sandwiches, burgers, and an oyster bar with oysters five different ways. Score a touchdown at Tutty's Tavern. 60. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines, underbing.net. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent's Place of the Day still becomes Circus Sports sponsored those. But let's get right to the, the, the cap man standing by in Chicago, ESPN 1000, uh, and the YouTube channel you can see, Cappy. Cap Trenton, Ken, Happy New Year. Mitch Holtis told us to tell you hello, so we'll get that out of the way before we forget. Happy New Year, Cap. How are you? I'm great. Happy, healthy New Year to you guys, to all your great listeners, and to my guy, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City. Although I don't think he's going to a Super Bowl this year. I don't either. And uh, I think that would be just fine before a lot of folks. Not that they're still a great franchise. They are. They have Patrick Mahomes. But uh, we could use a little bit of change uh, in uh, as far as who represents the AFC. We'll get to that, Cap. Uh, a lot of ground to cover. Let's talk about the NFL team in your, in your city, uh, the Bears. Cap, a month ago I was convinced that they're going to move on from Justin Fields. Thought that they might move on from the coaching staff, the general manager, but it sounds like everybody is coming back, maybe with the exception of Fields. He's making it difficult on the Bears, I think. I think he's I'm not saying he's headed to Canton by any means, but how much more difficult is this decision based on the last few weeks of Justin Fields' career? Very difficult. Very. Like, if you go back, and I always say this to you guys, Put on the All-22. Anyone can get it. NFL Game Pass. Just go on Google. You can find it. Sign up and get it. And you can sit there, and you do not have to be a football savant to watch the open throws that Justin has missed consistently against the Arizona Cardinals. I don't care what his numbers were. Justin Fields' second-half performance against a horrible Arizona Cardinals defense was nothing short of abysmal. It was terrible. He threw for 35 yards. And then last week, I thought that was the best game Justin Fields has ever played in a Bears uniform, (laughs) start to finish. He was 
tremendous. And if Tyler Scott doesn't drop a touchdown pass, he has another one. Bears blow out, you know, a decent Falcons team. They're not great, but they're decent. Defensively, I know their metrics are good, but they haven't won outdoors under 40 degrees since 2009. So that's probably, you know, should have been a tip to all of us to get on a plane to Vegas with your 401k because there was no way they were coming in here snow pouring down and winning that football game. That all said, was that a pop-up? Was that a start of a trend? He's been getting better. The team is playing better. His teammates love playing for him. That's the real risk here. Because if he goes into Green Bay and outplays um, Jordan Jordan Love, Love. and the Bears upset them and keep them from going, oh, man, you roll into the offseason with a ton of momentum. But what Ryan Poles has to weigh is, okay, it's Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever that guy is, is he going to get me where I want to go and Justin can't? If, if he believes Justin can, then you trade that pick for an insane haul and you keep adding talent to your roster and first-round draft picks, and here we go. But if you look and go, oh, man, Caleb Williams is the guy, or Drake May, and he can get me to the Super Bowl and I don't think Justin can, then you got to take the quarterback. It's a tough decision because the locker room is so united behind Justin Fields that if Ryan Poles picks a new quarterback and gets rid of Justin and it doesn't work out, he will. that will be his legacy. Whatever this decision is, that is Ryan Poles' legacy. If they make the decision to stay with Fields and also with it maybe give him a long-term extension, obviously it'd be cheaper to do it now as opposed to if he does blow up in next season what looks to be a chance for the Bears to make a big jump forward. What's the likelihood of that? We're going to stay with Fields. We're not going to draft a quarterback. We'll do whatever in the draft and trade down. What kind of contract extension, if they'd even be willing to do that, would we be looking at here? I don't think they would even consider that. I Mm. don't. That would shock me. If they extended him now, two days after this coming draft in May, you have to pick up his fifth-year option. Okay, pick that up. That's somewhere around $23, $24 million. So let's assume you pick that extension up, uh, that option. Why would you extend him until he proves to you he's the guy? You have him next year at whatever the fourth year of his money is, not a lot in NFL terms. Then you'd have the fifth-year option. You've got two more years before you have to extend him. There is no way that you are extending that guy now if you've had this many doubts. uh, That would shock me. Hmm. Cap, what would it mean, I guess, to the fan base going into the off season, other than the, you know, the bump you feel pretty good about? Maybe it's maybe it just feels that that outplays love. But what would it mean to knock off the rival Green Bay Packers and prevent them from postseason? Oh my God, I've never been to Lambeau Field. Never. I have been in Green Bay. I have a home in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, that I'll be at all weekend before we go to the game with our friends but I've never been there because I've always been in the studio doing the post-game show for 20-some years. So here I am going up to the game. I'm actually standing outside a place in the suburbs of Chicago in Glenview called Dino Sports Fan Shop, and I'm picking up a jersey for my wife. And then Tom Waddle gave me a game-worn throwback, the old (laughs) striped jersey that the Bears wore. I'm wearing the Tom Waddle game-worn jersey into Lambeau to 
to walk out of there, keeping them from the playoffs, Justin out playing Jordan Love? Are you kidding me? That would be the greatest thing ever. Definitely would. Well, there's another decision to be had, and that is the future of Eberflus. And it sounds like everything pointing to him being back for another season. What about the coordinator positions, both of them? Didn't have a D.C. He took over play-calling duties after that weird, weird Monday uh, back in, what was that, September, October, whenever it was, and he's been incredible mm-hmm. in that job. There, and also offensive coordinator. If they go there, do they bring Gessie back for another season? Well, here's the problem. If you First of all, they scored 37 points the other day, and there were receivers, again, watch the All-22, running wide open. Well, though, that isn't a product of Justin. That is a product of Luke Getty's offense. He had a hell of a day the other day, and Justin delivered the football, came out on time. He was really, really good. So Luke is not the devil that he is portrayed to be. <laughs> He's also not Bill Walsh. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere nice. in the middle. So you go out and get a new coordinator, and if you do that, this is a fact. Justin learned the offense at Georgia, didn't beat out Jake Fromm when he was a freshman, transferred to Ohio State, learned the offense at Ohio State, left there, came to the Bears, learned Matt Nagy's offense, complex. Matt gets fired, now he learns Luke Getze's offense. Now we're going to give him what? The fifth offense in eight mm. years, another one? Mm-hmm. And how long is it going to take to learn that offense? I think if you're bringing Eberfus back, and it certainly sounds like they are, and to his credit, he kept it together when they'd lost 14 in a row, and guys play hard for the man. You've got to give him credit there. And the defense with the arrival of Montez Sweat has been really, really good with him as the coordinator. I think you bring them all back then which I didn't think I'd say eight weeks ago, but I can't believe you change coordinators and give him another system. That would surprise me. Hmm. Cap, let's uh, move over to baseball, Trent, assuming you're finished mm-hmm. with the Bears. Yep. Uh, let's get the baseball. Let's start with the Cubs. Uh, disappointment level, Cap, we're in 2024. Uh, I know that you were under the impression that this team is going to spend during the offseason, that they weren't. Uh, if there was somebody out there that they wanted, money was no object. Uh, this was going to be the year when the roster really changed. What are they waiting on? And uh, is Cody Bellinger now their best chance to, you know, make that splash signing in the offseason? Am I disappointed? Sure, as a fan, I wanted, you know, to say, wow, we signed Otani and we got Yamamoto and we did this and we got Bellinger. Okay, they were never spending $700 million, and I think had they offered 700 which they did not, I confirmed that, they, were, they had said, we're, we're out of that. We can't do that. He wouldn't have come anyway. He was always going to the Dodgers. The same with Yamamoto, who came out and said, whether Otani went there or not, I was always going to the Dodgers. So am I disappointed we haven't done anything yet? Sure. But when I stop and really think it through, how many teams have really, really made moves? I mean, big time. There's a ton of free agents still out there because these guys are all asking for the moon. And Jed is sitting there going, I'll bring Cody Bellinger back. Would love to have him. I'm not giving him $300 million. I'm not giving him $250 million in guaranteed dollars. And so they're waiting, and they're waiting, and they're waiting. And sometimes by waiting, you lose out. And sometimes by waiting, all of a sudden, it's you know late January, early February. Teams are getting a report, and they're like, all right, I'll take your offer of 175 or whatever the number is. So 
I am all in on Jed Hoyer. I think he's a brilliant baseball executive. And I said this on the air yesterday. If we go to camp on the 15th of February or thereabouts, and this is the team I've got with Master Boney and Madrigal and a bunch of whoever's pitching in my bullpen and we've done nothing, yeah, I'll barbecue them just like anybody. I will. But I'm going to wait because opening day is not today. Cap, final thing for me. I'll let Ken finish up with you here. It was a new year. All right, there hasn't been outside of council a whole lot going on. They hire a new director of player development. Jason Kanzler comes in. And then I see he comes from Houston. And all of a sudden that got me a little bit more intrigued. Anything to this news? Anything that Cubs fans can take away? They're just trying to do all they can to be the best they can be at player development. You know, if you look back, and I love Theo. Theo gave me my greatest sports moment of my life hmm. in 2016. Yep. But if you go back from 2012 through 2020, I think he left after the 20 season, they did a very poor job in the minor leagues, with the exception of Chris Bryant, who was the number two pick. Uh, they got lucky on a Jake Arrieta trade. But go through and tell me what they really developed pitching-wise until – Jed Hoyer comes in, they've changed their processes, and that minor league system is ranked number one in, I think, four of the five polls I looked at. The other one had them number two. I think they're as healthy as they've ever been, with the exception of having a superstar in the minor league like Bryant was at that point in his career. So bringing in another name who has worked with player development, which Houston's done a great job of, I think it's a win-win for the organization. And Cap, we'll get you out of here on this. I saw Martin Maldonado from the Astros is going to catch for the White Sox. Good clubhouse guy. Get a little long in the tooth, uh, but uh, still a pretty good receiver back there. What? Uh, what? Um, any, any White Sox news that you can share with the audience? They are still really, really trying on a Dylan Cease trade, but they are asking for the world, and they should. He's really good. They are not just going to give this guy away. It's not a money thing. It's not we got to cut salary. None of that. They are trying to remake their franchise with high-character guys that they can build around. I don't think it's going to be a great year. I don't think it's a great division. So I don't, I'd be surprised if they lose 101 again. Uh, I just think the vibe is going to be better there, much better. But they're still a long way away. Could Detroit win that division? Yes. Detroit. I think they can quick. too. Yeah, I think yeah, they can. Absolutely we'll... can. They no would chance. be worth a flyer in Vegas. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not. I'm not looking for a favorite. Not taking Trent's twins. No. Just looking for a price out there. Cap, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, David Kaplan. Appreciate it. Happy New Year, Cap. Enjoy Lambo, baby. <laughs> All right, buddy. Say <laughs> safe. Just talk. Yeah, absolutely. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. We're grateful for Centurion Stone been with us and going into another year. And we talk about it all the time. If you've got a project that you need some stoned accent or update, whether it's an inside job, an outside job, something around the house, or it doesn't need to be the house, anything. Uh, you want to uh, just the backyard. How about a barbecue pits type of, uh, type of scenarios. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Check them out online. Check out the gallery. Check out the showroom for crying out loud. You'll be blown away. The showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa dot 
Com. Back with Trent's Plays of the Day, Circa Sports Sponsor, those Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. UHO. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renter's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renter's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to renterswarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-44. Children. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Our final segment will give way to Murph and Andy, top of the hour. And then the drive, as always, from 3 until 6 with Heather and Sean. couple of decent games in the Big Ten tonight as we try to figure out who comes after Purdue. Rutgers, Ohio State, they're up first. Uh, and then uh, Nebraska, oh, who does Nebraska Indiana. play? Indiana, Nebraska, that's right. Indiana, Nebraska in Lincoln, uh, that the nightcap on the Big Ten Network. Do those make your list of games that you've got your eye on tonight? Yes, that is uh, one of the games that I'm on, the Indiana-Nebraska game. And give me the Huskers here. I talked about those metrics earlier about Indiana. They certainly do not like the Hoosiers, and they kind of measure up with my numbers. So I'm going to jump aboard in that one and lay the points, lay in the five, with Nebraska with my first pick. That'll be an 8 o'clock tip on BTN. Also an 8 o'clock tip down in Springfield as you and I goes on the road to face Missouri State. Panthers have been off for a long time. Got to see it before I believe it. This team Mm -hmm. has been certainly disappointing this year. I'm willing to lay the 2.5 with most state tonight with pick number 2. Good one tonight in the ACC. Clemson goes to Miami. Miami a slight dog in this one. Instead of grabbing the one point, I just took Miami on the money line. You can get them plus 100, maybe even a plus 105 out there right now. Give me the Hurricanes on the money line against 11-1, 16th-ranked Clemson. And then a couple more to go here quickly. Give me Dayton plus 4.5 as, uh, excuse me, Davidson plus 4.5 against Dayton at home. I'm going to take the over in Oklahoma State as they take on Chicago State. And give me SLU, St. Louis, they're laying two at home against Loyola. So it is St. Louis over in Oki State, Chicago State, Davidson plus 4.5, Miami Moneyline, Nebraska, and Missouri State. Six picks, a six-pack here on a Wednesday. And remind us what December turned out for you. Uh, December was good. Let's see. Uh, December plus 32.2 units during the month of December. We'll keep try to keep it going. Two and three yesterday, though. And boy, what a bad call. 
I was on ESPN Plus watching my Mac game last night. Good right. God. Central Michigan against a 1-11 Buffalo team goes 3-23 of 23 from downtown, and we lose that one. Yeah, not good. Not, not, good. Good. not good. Well, that'll teach you to bet that game. <laughs> right now, all right, good stuff. Uh, thanks to all the guests uh, joining us today. Cappy was really good, as always. Boy, what, what are the Bears going to do? Trent, you're a Bears fan. What do you want them to do? I, I am so torn. It is such a difficult decision. Inevitable. King's ransom for that pick, though. My good God. They'll make it wrong. They'll screw it up. <laughs> uh, Murph and Andy coming up next. The Drive with Heather and Sean. We're Miller and Condon weekdays.